Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episodes. I'm your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we'll meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and even heal under the weight of these current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who, in this time of crisis, are offering their hearts and talents to us all. And I'm very happy today to have as our guest, Sarah Marchez, who is a doctor of naturopathic medicine. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you, Tom. Glad to have you here. And, and I guess my first question would be to help me and others understand is what is, how do you describe naturopathic medicine? Well, that's very common. That's one of the, I feel like a lot of my career is explaining to people what I do. And I have to remind myself that's important because it's an important um, profession. I think that with all of chronic disease should be part of someone's team, that someone should have a naturopathic doctor treating and managing them if they have a chronic condition. So the naturopathic approach is from a goal to reach the root cause of a problem. So we don't take a symptom, give it a drug and say, okay, that's the end of the day. We try to get to what's really going on, whether there's some underlying uh, gastrointestinal dysfunction or um, whether even it's a blood sugar issue or high blood pressure causing headaches. There's, there's many different things that can be the cause of things. And then you direct your treatment at that. And a big part of naturopathic medicine too is treating from a least invasive to most invasive approach. And what that means is, and we set it up as a pyramid, is you always treat the foundations of lifestyle and to get an environment where it's conducive to promoting health. So getting sleep, finding ways to reduce stress, um, getting a movement routine, eating well, those are always part of it. And then you kind of move up the ladder to supporting with supplements or herbs and then pharmaceuticals when they're needed and then referring to specialists and for surgeries and, and things like that. So well, that's kind of that's, a, <laughs> a little bit long-winded, but it's, yeah. Quite tremendous, that's a lot. And it's yeah. wonderful because normally, I mean, I don't want to attack any any anybody or any uh, whole group of people, but my sense is that normally I go to a doctor and I say, I have this and they do that. And they never ask me any questions about, it's not never, obviously, but it sounds like what you need to do, I'm going to get to this point, is that you need to listen. You need to ask a lot of questions if you're going to get to the base underlying causes here. Yes. And I consider myself, I consider naturopathic doctors fortunate in that right now it is seen as out-of-pocket medicine. Um, I do take some insurances, but with a naturopathic visit, we're trained to do an initial visit that's at least an hour. And a conventional doctor would just kill for that. Um, the previous clinic that I worked in, it was with an internal medicine doctor. And because of limitations by insurance companies and the way our system is working, he only got 15 minutes. That doesn't mean these doctors can't 
get to that route, it's that they don't have, their hands are a little bit tied. Plus our training is a little bit more focused to asking those questions. But I think, I don't know if enough credit is can, given to conventional doctors for wanting to get Well, there. no, I think, that, I think there's a lot of credit to be given to conventional doc, allopathic doctors. I mm-hmm. think what's, what appears to have happened is they're overwhelmed. Yes. There's too many people going in and the money issues are there and the, and the insurance issues are there. So it's very difficult. And to have somebody treat you in the first uh, session for an hour is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't expect that. Um, it's sad that that's not something you expect because I think that's something that all patients deserve. Right. Well, I just, I totally agree with that. And I expect that when I go in to have a, um, a session with an alternative healing, when I go mm-hmm. in to have a session of, of acupuncture or chiropractic or some others, I expect to have, certainly if it's the first session, I expect to have a very long session. And even yes. the ongoing sessions uh, are, are quite often quite long. So it's, and it's, it has not been that way in the last, you know, 20, 30 years, I guess, with mm-hmm. allopathic. But I do remember a day when, when the, you saw the doctor and it was, a, it was like, it was a conversation like we're having now. Yes, uh, yes. But get information. And speaking of conversations, what we were having, how did you get interested in this? How did you come to naturopathic medicine? Oh boy, for me, it was very nonlinear. Um, so there were two, two realms of it really. And it, it was kind of an epiphany moment that I moved from what I was doing to naturopathic medicine. I was actually doing a PhD in environmental science and much of my physical fieldwork research was in a large monoculture corn farm where it, the type of thing that had pesticide planes and was supplying companies that were doing, you know, high fructose corn syrup, basically what feeds society right. at this point. And um, my work was around the water and air quality there. So I kind of put two and two together. That's like, you know, this is the type of thing that's making people sick as well as the environment sick. Exactly. So for me, then I, I searched and searched and searched and basically found that naturopathic medicine was where that mentality I would go where I could reach those types of goals to help improve human health and then just kind of indirectly help with environmental health because you know a foundation of health with diet everyone's going to tell you don't eat only high fructose corn syrup you want a variety of vegetables and fruits and for them to be as organic as possible and that's just what's good for the environment as well. Um, so that's the main thing. And I left my PhD, which is the hardest decision of my life. And, um, then went to naturopathic medical school and I've had, I've been involved with the mental health community even before I went and I've remained in that as my focus of who I want to treat and who I feel needs the most and benefits from a complementary approach. Um, because people with mental illnesses, the 
as much as medication, it's a miracle that it helps. Um, there's so much room for additional complementary adjunctive support for them that really? I think it's important. I, I love that. I, mean, I think that's so clear. But talk a little bit about uh, other support for them. I mean, you so someone's got a mental illness that's got a mm-hmm. you know, difficult to deal with. First of all, you have to understand it, and then you have to go. What else could help? What other things can you offer to them? Right, right. And it's not it's not that known. And, and the unfortunate thing is, you tell someone with crippling depression, "Oh, exercise is going to help you," and then it's like, then they're going to feel worse because it's hard to get off the couch to even exercise, right? right. So it has to be, you know. So it, it's little things too. It's the, the link between vitamin D and depression, um, the link with the microbiome and uh, depression and mental illness. Um, that's where I'm doing most of my work and my personal research. And I hope as an MD, I can actually get into research research to do microbiome research. We'll see. Um, but it's, for me, I do a lot of work to improve the microbiome because there's so much research out there that links the gut brain access or, um, the, you can even call it the mind body connection, but really it's the gut brain connection that a lot of what happens with the little creatures in your large intestine affects what goes on in your mental health. Um, so things that would feed that and make it better can actually improve your mental health. So yes, taking a probiotic, but also for instance, fibers and resistant starches in the diet, those help too. So something as simple as eating oats in the morning to help feed your microbiome can be a small step on the way to improvement. Right. So. Now, how, when someone comes to you, how would they present that you would know, know that this is something they need? Um, some of it's, it, it depends on the patient, right? So again, with naturopathic medicine, you take in every person as just an individual, right? So for instance, if I have a patient who has celiac disease, for instance, which is they're completely intolerant to gluten. Um, That person, because of how their intestinal lining is, they might not absorb, they don't, um, they don't absorb nutrients as well. So their presentation with depression or some issue might just be a nutrient deficiency. So I would treat them differently than if someone who had some hormonal problem like PCOS, so polycystic um, ovarian syndrome, I would treat them very differently than someone with PCOS where it might be that they didn't have enough progesterone and that was making them depressed. So you work, you work with who you have in front of you. Obviously. And some of that, does some of that take testing in terms of? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, And I'm lucky in New Hampshire that naturopathic doctors have full lab rights um, and they're covered by insurance. So a lot of times, um, yeah, a lot of that is for, again, my potential PCOS patient, I would test their hormones and I would test vitamin D and, and things like that. that. And you mentioned earlier about the depression, and this is a time when we hear 
and understand that there's a lot of people feeling depressed, feeling difficult. Is that what you're experiencing also? previous diagnoses of major depression or getting episodes and people um, are just blue or new depressive um, episodes. There's just a lot of, a lot of mental illness is being triggered right now by the pandemic. Right. And in that situation, when you find someone who's like that, someone who maybe never was or never appeared to be depressive and is now, we can say, well, yeah, we were this, 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 thing hanging over all of us but mm -hmm. it also might be something to do with nutrients and other things i mean there again with that it's always improving that with every patient i take a um like three day diet summary of what they've been eating and if there's a clear you know you you're not having enough omega-3s then we'll address that but if it's someone who has only been depressed during this pandemic, a lot of times, and especially right now, part of it's a pandemic of not having a community. Um, in terms of mental health, community and belonging and having social groups and is just as important. It's actually linked to mortality to be able to interact with another human being. So I think a lot of it is that, and that we're just bombarded with news that's stressful, um, confusion, uncertainty. Um, I think it's just people having a lot of stress response and stress hormones are the kindling for depression. So, right, right. Yeah. And, and the beginning of all disease, I'm told. Inflammation and stress, yeah. that's for sure, could be. Yeah. So do you have access to groups or do you help people find groups that they can to be in contact with? Because like there are many different kinds, of, you know, whether it's something like a 12 step program, which is more specific, but other kinds of groups. Do you work with people doing that? Um, I see. I just recently moved to New Hampshire, so I don't know any local groups. Um, primarily, I, just, I encourage people to go out and do something that's more within their interest, unless it is something like addiction where they have to have that type of support. Group. Right. But, but for instance, to go out and find, if they're interested in mindfulness, um, to go out and find a meditation group, or um, if they're interested in nature to find some hiking group or something like that, something that can keep them, them going is more right. what I suggest to people. I'm going to just throw something out here because I found it very useful during this time, something called lunch club and okay. everywhere, but I'd look up online, see if it's in your area. It is just a matter. It used to be obviously in person, people meet and have lunch or something, but this is now just people meeting for 45 minutes to an hour uh, on zoom. And oh, nice. you put in what, who you are and what you do and why you, you know, and, and they try and match you up and they do a pretty good job with their algorithms and finding people. Um, but it's, again, it's another way and I'm certainly experiencing that uh, in this, this time. Two years of not going out and seeing anybody. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it is very nice to have a meeting uh, once a week or twice a week with somebody new, or I don't know. And 
and starting because that seems to me to be very important as we're talking here now about mental health is to be have contact have in touch with i mean where's i believe and i think you're saying the same thing that we need to be as human beings we need to be in touch with other people yes and we need to have as as introverted as i am and i am probably the queen of solitude um there's just a natural human drive to have connection with another person. Um, and unfortunately with things like depression, for some reason, counterintuitively, the instinct is to isolate and then it becomes a slippery slope of loneliness. And so again, the biggest thing I encourage my patients with depression to do is to get over that hump and fear of the way they're feeling and find someone to communicate with, um, whether it's a friend, a family member, um, they don't have to tell them they're depressed, you know, but right. one conversation can, one conversation, even if it's about, again, a, a dog can, can really lift someone up. So absolutely, absolutely. And I guess what you're saying, and I, it makes total sense that depression is worse than, because you're fearful, part of it is fear. I mean, it's not it's not feeling safe, and therefore you're going inside right. to hide, and it's it's a it's a challenge to get up, to take that next step to take a step out and say, but if they've done it already to come to see you, that's a good start. Yes, yes, that, that's the problem. I wish all people who uh, treated mental health could get to people before they're there. Um, because the people you see that have been in hospital previously too are different than those that come to me that haven't, who do it out of their own volition than people who have become part of the mental health system through something that was um, after a suicide attempt or something like that. It, there's a very different It was, it was thrust It's a very upon. different person and, and it's, it's, you know, it's it's very hard to reach that level because that was isolation. So you're right, but it's, again, there, there's a fine line of, of how to reach people when they're going into that place. I wish I could, I wish I could see them like you can in X-Men or something. You had, you had that <laughs> and then you'd bring them into your office. It'd be fine. And yes. Be, oh. Come in. You'll feel safer. You'll get, you, you will feel a little bit better by the time you leave my office. That's one thing that um, I do. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but I pride myself in that people leave feeling better than they came in, in terms of. I can imagine that I, just talking know? to you. It, it's yeah. very, very lovely. And also what, what you're saying is you talk, you take time and, and you not only talk, but you listen. Yes, I'm not, I'm no substitute for their therapist. So I suggest, again, and this is circling way back around that I think, especially with mental health, patients need a team. So a psychiatrist, a therapist, a naturopathic doctor would be great on everybody's mental health team in a utopian world. Um, because Maybe a health can, coach or a, a nutritional coach or something? Yes, but again, the whole team, you know, would, would really do all of their roles for that 
that person because I am no substitute for someone who has a great full psychology background. Right, right. Nor am I a substitute for someone who knows all the intricacies of psychiatric medication. As an naturopathic doctor, I can prescribe most medications. The one thing I can't are psychiatric medications. And I count myself thankful for that because it's so complex and such an intricate way they have to um, prescribe it compared to something like an antibiotic or a blood pressure medication. So it's, I think that each member of a team for someone who has a mental health issue has a broad expertise that they can play and really be useful. So that's important. Yeah. Of of medications of sorts or prescribing, Mm -hmm. what is the situation with CBD in New Hampshire in terms of being able to prescribe? Um, I don't do it. So I don't, I've never never even looked into that. (laughs) I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Um, I I heard a woman who was a naturopathic doctor at a, not a convention, but a meeting long time mm -hmm. ago talk about the fact that she in New York state, what they had to do in order to recommend marijuana of any kind, it was a, quite a big thing. And she had reasons why it, it, it helps people and how it can possibly help people. But the yes. thing that was amazing to me listening was it took her, you know, like a, three different prescriptions and, and different people and to go through, it takes weeks to get it done. Whereas mm-hmm. she could write in two seconds, a script for addictive um, pills. That is uh, how it is now. Yeah. The nurse practitioner in the previous office I was in did medical marijuana. She's a medical marijuana practitioner and she did outside consults as well. And it was a whole, it was almost like a whole separate education she had to do. Oh, sure. Certification process just for that. Yeah. There are so many aspects of it as far as I'm told. I I certainly don't Mm -hmm. understand it, but it's always interesting to see what's out there and what the possibilities are. Definitely. Yeah. So now, who are your patients right now? I mean, mostly people with mental issues or men, women, children, adults? How are they? Um, well, right now, again, I, I moved, I just recently moved to New Hampshire. So right now my practice is not built. Um, and in the previous practice I was in, it, I was, again, part of a team. So I would be essentially referred many of the chronic patients, but primarily patients with autoimmune conditions or mental health conditions. Um, And here it's more of me kind of putting myself out in the community and marketing myself as someone who does mental health because it's what I'm best at and what I, the patients I like to treat and feel I can help the most. Um, But right now, again, my, my credentials are naturopathic doctors. So it's and and can you with anything but i i've met some i've met some people in the area that treat fertility or are really really good at treating gastrointestinal stuff that then i can refer to because i don't i don't treat fertility the way another nd can treat it right, they're, not, right. they're better off with someone else and at this time do you use zoom to, to see clients or i do mm-hmm and how is that for you as compared to maybe seeing them in person? See, I don't mind it, to be honest with you. 
Um, and I think I'm lucky in the types of conditions that I treat because with mental health conditions, there's not really the need for physical exams. Right. So, you know, if I, so zoom for me is just fine because I don't have to, you know, palpate an abdomen. And if someone has that type of problem, I can be like, well, you're closer to your primary care or please go there. Um, so I enjoy it and I do want to build some of my practice where it can be people from a distance who want to see me, um, or people who have, I, I see some people that are about 40 minutes away and it's just more, it's just nicer for them not to have to leave their house. They can see me in their pajamas sure, <laughs> in the winter here. <laughs> Yeah, and it's tough for depressed people to get out of bed. So sure, yeah, see yeah, me. Indeed. You know, if you can't get out of bed, you can flip open your computer. You know, so. Right. So what? No, I actually enjoy it. Right. What kind of symptom, or what would lead me to say I should go to a naturopathic doctor? What What might be the clue that I I need to know about? A lot of MDs. So again, I'm I'm probably a rare one who goes for for more of a psychiatric route, most of it is if you have a, why the most of the people I get in my office are people who have a lot of different symptoms who have been to multiple doctors and have gotten no answers. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. So people who have fatigue, joint pain, headache, um, brain fog, those types of patients will come in and be like, I don't know what's going on. They can't figure it out. So then an ND kind of goes into the root cause mode of. Yeah. Instead of going to, instead of going to a surgeon, let us say, who says, yes, I can cut you, but I don't know anything else. Mm -hmm. about Yeah. Well, it's more, it's generally they've been, for instance, let me, let me give you an, an example really quickly. So autoimmune conditions, there's, there's many different ones. And for instance, multiple sclerosis, which affects your neurological system, Uh, rheumatoid arthritis, which is your joints, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, thyroid. Those are all different specialists. So if you have that thyroid autoimmune problem, you go to the endocrinologist. If you have MS, you go to the neurologist. Um, The thing is though, all of those are autoimmune conditions. They Mm -hmm. all have common denominators. So a naturopathic doctor will treat it from that foundation root of this is an overactive immune system and go at it from that approach. So Let's see. It's an opportunity to, to invest, investigate more. I find it fascinating that you included multiple sclerosis. The reason I say that is my mother had multiple sclerosis. Now this was a long Sorry. time ago and they had no treatment. They didn't, I don't think, I don't mm-hmm. know what they knew or didn't know, but it didn't seem to have anything, to, but, but powerful drugs that, that, that kept you at some stage of, of life, but not, not at a healthy place. Yeah. Unfortunately, there hasn't been much improvement in terms of conventional treatment there. MS is tough and I'm sorry your, your mother had it. It's a, it's a rough disease. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Terry Walls. 
before? No, I haven't. Terry Walls is uh, a doctor who has MS and she was to the point of being wheelchair bound. Mm -hmm. And then she came up with this whole protocol. The woman is crazy though. She eats like nine servings of vegetables a day. Uh, Um, (laughs) Hey, have MS and you want to get out of your wheelchair? Like, yeah, well, you're going to do the extremes if you, you know, you, you really want to. So she went and did all of that. And one of the biggest things is getting off gluten. Like 70% of people with these autoimmune conditions have inflammatory responses from gluten. Um, So so there are small answers right now, but unfortunately with her research, there's not much, she has to get outside funding because no one will fund it because there's no money to be had and oh, payoff bread <laughs> gluten-free bread and vegetables that's it <laughs> vegetables vegetables yes well, there you have it well this has been fascinating now we're coming amazingly to the end here wow. time speeds on by but before we close uh if somebody who's listening uh has a question for you i have about 20 more in my head but i'm not going <laughs> to ask them but it would like to co- contact you or maybe work with you or, or just ask some questions what's the best way for them to get in touch with you yes of course um so right now my practice is in portsmouth new hampshire but i do treat a lot of telehealth which i like doing um and they can reach me uh, well, going to my website is probably the best way of doing it. And it's timemedicine.com. But the okay. time is T-H-Y-M-E, like the herb. Okay. T-H-Y-M-E medicine. Um, and yes, right now, I, right now I am taking patients because I just started building here. So now is the opportunity. And mental illness and cognitive health are, are where I've done my best work. Well, wonderful. This gives, I mean, what I'm hoping for is that this does what I think it does is give hope to people that you have something out there you can explore and you're a great person to explore it with. Oh, so I, I appreciate that. This was lovely. I thank you very much for being here. And if I can do this, we'll stop the, re- we'll stop the recording. <laughs>